0: Welcome in to the DNBR Nuggets Podcast. <laughs> there it is. Real and fake for us today. We are back in the US. Myself back in Studio A here at the DNBR Bar and Studios. Brendan vote at an undisclosed location. Vote, look at that beautiful undisclosed location you have.
2: Not bad, right? Whoever whoever's hosting me at this undisclosed location knows how to decorate.
0: That's <laughs> good. Have you taken the sunglasses off yet? Have they uh, been on since you, you left Serbia?
2: They have. I haven't taken this off either. It's starting to smell bad. <laughs> it's not really bad.
0: We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. You can bet on EuroBasket. Why not? Why not bet on EuroBasket, which we have some things to talk about. Serbia, what is DraftKings trying to do to us? Hmm. We love you, DraftKings, but Serbia somehow the favorite out of hmm. nowhere now, according to their app. Knock it off, DraftKings. Not the favorite. You got to knock, knock Serbia down a little bit. Underdogs through and through. Don't don't put that evil on them. Um, in all sincerity, though, we're gonna have a great show for you today. We're gonna talk about the game that happened a couple days ago. We took a couple days off, guys. Like, give us a break. We 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 were out in Serbia. We didn't sleep for like a week and a half. Yeah. Give us a break. We took a couple days off. We're a little late, but we're gonna talk about the Serbia Turkey game. Uh, we're gonna also talk about some other notes from around Eurobasket, including a, an interesting one to me. I see some parallels between Vasa Micic and Jamal Murray, and in particular in the way they affect uh, play around Nikola Jokic in ways both great and not so great, and I think it makes for an interesting conversation. And then later in the show, we'll get to some news and notes um, from around the association, including Michael Porter, great jump shot shooter. Have you seen Michael Porter shoot baskets vote? Yeah, I saw that clip.
2: Looked elite. He looked
0: elite. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like he knew what he was doing um, a little bit. I will tell you that our goal is, and I'm pretty certain we'll be able to do it, to do post-game shows for all of Eurobasket, uh, live post-game shows. So uh, want that for people that have been following us as Denver Nuggets, you guys know we always go live. We never miss going live immediately after the game. But we're going to try to do that for Eurobasket. The times more or less friendly to us. like More or less, they're going to be an opportunity for us to do these at a time when we are naturally awake, if not maybe a little bit earlier than usual. But you should set your reminders just know that we're going to be going live talking about eurobasket and having all the normal fun that we always have in the winners lounges um but vote in all sincerity man i see you with the glasses and i see you with the scarf like i walked into the office this is my first time in the office i have a new spirit about me yeah i mean that sincerely like i'm just okay. like i feel i feel uh, rejuvenated. I feel great. I feel happy. I feel optimistic. I mean, you know me, I'm not a naturally optimistic person. I feel optimistic. Like it's funny, man, this trip really slapped so hard that it's still with me.
2: Spiritual refresh, right? I feel fulfilled in the, on the level of the soul brother. I'm ready to get back after it. I'm ready. Well, first of all, I would have viewed this as a lull but now we know we got Eurobasket. We got plenty to latch onto and tap into, as not an appetizer, but as we learned in Serbia, there are many main courses. The first main course. That's <laughs> so true. Before the second main course, that is the NBA season.
0: We just had you're you're so right. We just had the paprikash. Uh, we it's thought right. that was the meal. We thought like, okay, what's the dessert? And the dessert is actually steaks and pork and everything else. So we should be all excited for that. Um, but in all sincerity, I really do feel that way. It's funny. I was thinking about it. I always say that I think people have to have sense of purpose in life. Like I think it's an essential part of human existence. And I think we all as at DNVR have this sense of like broader purpose. You know, for me personally, like my family is a sense of purpose. My, you know, my work, DNVR a, a, in general. But having this documentary now where like the first half of work is done and now it's like the research part of it it's mm. given me this like micro purpose that is so great. Like I wake up and I just can't wait to skip back into the research, back into some of these things. Mm. I have to tell you, I watched a um, doc, a fantastic documentary between last night and this morning. Cause I got interrupted for family stuff, but I watched this f- fantastic documentary called 250 steps. Th- have you heard of it? Vote. I've heard of you- it.
2: I have not seen it.
0: Yeah. Cause people were talking about it. I think in our trip, they so many things are mentioned. Sometimes things, you know, slip through the cracks. Um, but this, this documentary 250 steps, which is, uh, on really the formation of this Yugoslavian team that I've referenced in previous shows from 1987 basically to 1992, you know, or 1991 rather, when, when it started to break up. Yugoslavia started to break up. And it was such a well-told story and such a great story, and I just enjoyed it so much. And so much, I shouldn't say so much, there are parts of it, the formation of that team and how it comes together that are going to be important to the documentary that we're making or the featurette, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, documentary featurette, whatever you want to call it. This thing that we're making, and what's cool about it, and what's interesting, because I—I don't know if you saw my tweets. I came in hot today, vote on Twitter. I did see that? Yeah. Did you see him? What'd you think? I—I I, I was talking about how I think that, I think I said interest in Eurobasket is going to skyrocket this summer. I might have gone too hard with skyrocket. Yeah, skyrocket was probably not the right word, but I do really honestly believe that it's going to be more. People are going to be more interested in Eurobasket than ever before in a noticeable way. What, what
2: do you make of that hot take? obviously some of our perspective man is informed by being a part of something like a mutual thing that is really hard to describe. So we're drunk on that. I admit that a little biased there, but I do think your point about this, this is a global game more than ever. And the best players in the world are no longer the best players in the United States necessarily, but the best players in the world. Uh, And maybe they never were, I should say, but at this point right now, Giannis Jokic Doncic. Many others. There's there's enough reason to market this to tap into this as before. Now, does everyone in the media have the same spirit for international relations that we do right now? I'm not so sure. Probably not. There's enough to turn this into a spectacle, should they so choose to. There's definitely meat on the bone. These are the best players in the game right now, and they're all going at it.
0: The best play. This is and this is part of my thing. Like part of it is influenced by. I, one of my core beliefs with DNVR and just with how I do media, everybody tells you how to do things and I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to kind of follow my my heart because I feel like my instincts kind of lead me better places than, than the sort of established traditions. And one of those things that I always think about is if I like something and truly like it a lot, I can't be the only person on earth that likes it. There's nothing in the world that I'm the only person on earth that likes this thing so part of me goes to Eurobasket. oh my god does that is that harrison is it really working now harrison are you really back or is this like a what are you thinking is he muted himself you mute yourself the mute on.
1: i don't i don't know man i don't know if this is this is for real or not
0: well you, know, you, could, you could pop in i guess infrequently <laughs> until you until you know better oh there he goes um but I think I always say, like, if I like something, other people have to like it too. And when I go out to Serbia, and we obviously have the time that we have, I'm thinking other people would love this. And these are stories like the 250 steps that transcend the subject matter. What I mean by that is it's a great story about a group of young guys, the U19 team in Yugoslavia, that featured Vladi uh, it featured Georgevich, Tony Kukoc, and a whole bunch of other like legendary basketball players. And it's really the story of a group of guys, friends, you know, the the next generation, the guys that believe themselves to be the next generation of Yugoslavian basketball players coming together in this insane way. And I'll spoil a little bit of it. Their coach, who, by the way, is coach Pesic, who's the coach currently of the Serbian national team this year. He was the coach of this team, legendary team back there, kind of grabbing the baton for the first time of these legendary Yugoslavian coaches. And he takes them up to the mountains, a la Rocky 4 I'm going to go ahead and invoke Rocky Four. He takes them way up into the mountains where they do these crazy trainings. Like crazy trainings just like Rocky Four, where it's like, hey, we don't have equipment. We have this outdoor basketball court. This is where we're going to form one of the all-time great youth basketball teams in international competition. And it's just a great story that, again, you don't have to care about Yugoslavia or about those guys or anything It's just the cool thing about sports is those are stories that are universal and you could hear that story that might as well be about um, Jamal Murray's AAU team or or youth team. It might as well be about um, uh, Faku's team growing up in Argentina. Like it's an experience that the particulars are different, but the universal is the same. And it, it was just really, really cool. And when I see that's what I saw when I went to Serbia this last week was everybody would love these stories. Not just us. They're just not told properly right now for whatever reason, but it's becoming undeniable because Luka, Jokic, Giannis, those guys are just now entering their prime or not even in their prime yet. The NBA can only look away for so long.
2: Sure. And it's time for this to go both ways. I mean, I see our friends in the chat giving us some light ribbon here for, you know, Americans get outside of their backyard. Now their eyes have been opened, but Look, it's a big backyard. So I'm happy that those in Europe maybe feel connection to these stories. They've heard them told. This is not news to everyone, but it is to plenty of people over here. And so I think kind of closing that gap that we treat the NBA not just as the pinnacle, but maybe the only thing kind of happening and the only thing the, the place where basketball lives and these stories live and these legends live. And of course, that's not the case. So for for someone to care about the game and the culture and its history, intrinsically, deeply, they're better served to hear these stories, to have these stories told. And to the th- the point I think you're making is they're still being told. We're not just right. talking about exactly. history. We've got guys on the stage right now ready to tell more or, 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 or write more stories that we can help tell to the public. So I think the opportunity is there. And I know on a personal level or on this show level, we're going to turn our focus to this because there's going to be plenty of meat on this bone, man.
0: And it's funny people saying that because I've actually traveled quite a bit in my life. I've been very lucky in that way. I used to work for United Airlines so I could get free flights. So I would take trips all the time. I've been a lot of places. It's not like the first time I've stepped outside the U.S. And I know that's true for most of the people, if not all of the people on our staff. We've had people that are actually fairly well-traveled relative to true. the average American. But my passion comes from it's combining things that I love. And in particular, you know, obviously learning about Serbia, which is something that had been on our mind for a very long time. They played a game though over the last couple of days against Turkey which was equally as important as the Greece game. It was in many ways the opposite of it. Greece had to come to Serbia to play that one, so it's a home game basically and that crowd 100% influenced the outcome of that game and helped lift Serbia to to the to to win in overtime then they had to sort of repay the favor and go on the road to turkey in an equally as important game must win world cup qualifying game and they had to play on the home crowd and both crowds about the same size in fact somebody told me that the turkey crowd actually broke the record. So serbia set a record turkey breaks it by a, a negligible amount but whatever they break the record so it was the same atmosphere just inverted and I have some notes here. I kind of want to go through it. How would, I know you didn't get to catch the game vote. Would you rather I do the fast recap? Please. So for people that didn't watch, I'm guessing most people didn't watch it. Eurobasket, by the way, will be on ESPN Plus or ES Plan 3, whatever it's called. So everybody will have an opportunity to watch it if you want to watch it. Games will be great. I'm sure there's pirated links out there. I don't want to go to Reddit or something. Um, my notes. Jokic was crushing early on. My first, like, three minutes of this game, I I, I ascended to heaven. I was just like, Jokic <laughs> had 11 points in seven minutes on four or five shooting, and they were bully. I mean, I think I was texting you guys in the group chat. I said, Jokic right now looks like prime Shaq mixed with prime Dirk mixed with prime Akeem Olajuwon. Like, everything he was doing was sexy and dominant all at once, and I was just like, and they went up. Serbia went up, like, 20 points at one point. Um, equally as interesting to me, there was elite defense from the starters, and defensive dominance even, I thought, from Jokic. And this is one of the themes. Now, that fell off in the second half. I'll talk about why. But this is one of the things I'm curious about. Luka Doncic, a couple years back, said, it's actually a lot easier to score in the NBA than it is in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like the European FIBA rules basketball, is it's more difficult. And for very a variety of reasons, there's more spacing in the NBA. So you, players like him that get to the paint, it's easy to go. I have a thing I'm curious about. I'm curious if Jokic is an elite defender in Eurobasket. I wonder if the things he's good, good at defensively, he's allowed to do 100% of the time in Eurobasket. And the things he's not good to do that he's really, really weak at are actually taken away by some of this as rules. I think a lot of it is by rules and the ability to just kind of camp out in the pain or what have you. Maybe a little bit of this has to do with the lesser talent, you know, lesser shooting, more compromised rosters. You don't have you know teams that have quite the shooting power although you'll run into some sure um i wonder if it has to do with those things but i'm very curious to see if Jokic looks like a great defender in this one because he's looked like a great defender in parts of their world cup qualifiers
2: that's right he did in greece and I, i i get against greece i guess just your point here too depending on who you're playing they're not just constantly spamming the high pick and roll also so that's which look in the NBA you call the center out for you just do that's what you do you call for a pick and you do it high so obviously we know that's not jokic's forte and then i also wonder about the condensed intensity like the importance of the game and then also not that that this is not one of 82 coming back to back to back is there <laughs> something where the i think playing defense at the NBA level particularly for superstars becomes almost feudal it, it, to keep up that effort for 82 games. Very few defenders can do that. And then you think of guys like Kawhi, who as they added more to their plate offensively, became less and less that guy defensively. So I do wonder if in a Serbian offense, which certainly plays through him, but doesn't always just spam the ball to Jokic and in a condensed schedule and, and in a in a form of the game where he's not constantly being funneled into his weakness, can this add up to seeing a lot of what we've sort of circled and picked out, what we get small tastes of at the NBA level, which there are things he does quite well at that, at that end of the ball, that end of the floor, even if he's not particularly well-suited for NBA defense. And
0: my hottest take that I only partially believe, but I actually believe it, There's, I really do believe it at least in part, and that is that you know the NBA game over the last 10 years has become a little gimmicky. And I think mm-hmm. the NBA knows that, and they're trying to bring it back a little bit. That's why they've kind of brought some of the rules back a little bit to like allow more defense on the perimeter. But I do wonder if there's like just more contact is allowed, especially out on the perimeter in the FIBA game, and it just evens the playing field between bigs and littles in a way that the NBA right now, in my opinion, is a little too tailored, tailored to small players and almost impossible for any good. This is why players like – I mean, they're great players. Don't get me wrong. This is not a slight, but players like Bam Adebayo are thought of as like these elite defense. He's six foot nine, but he's thought of as this like elite all encompassing defensive big. And I'm thinking, well, the smaller you are, the more you're able to kind of guard on the perimeter without fouling. And that's just so valuable in a league that doesn't allow that trait. So uh, just something to kind of think about. We'll see if Jokic is elite defensively, I'm going to be insufferable. I'm just warning everybody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's really what this comes down to coach. uh, It was coach Pescik's birthday which I thought was cool. They could play oh, a little fun. game, and it's an important one. It's on his birthday, although they almost gave him a stroke. It was 16-9 <laughs> to 9 at the first sub. Felt like it could have even been worse. Um, Serbia absolutely rolling, and I tweeted out something to the effect of, like I'm supr- I'm really impressed with how much this team has come together in two weeks because where they started, I was like, man, this team kind of sucks. Like, gonna- we were talking about Yoke's going to be so thankful when he comes back to the Nuggets because he actually has some talent. I no longer think that like the team is really gelled and they kind of look like, Oh wow, this team has some legs to it. And maybe that's reflected in those DraftKings you know, standings. they People have gotten a look at them beating Greece, beating Turkey. And they're like, you know what? This team might be okay. Um, Lucic stays in and he led the second unit again, the staggered second unit. And I, he's just an absolute stud. My biggest shocker of, of watching these teams so far, Lucic, my guy, I claimed him. Nobody else gets him. That's my guy. Would you say he's got that dog in him? Oh, he's got that dog in him for. There's a lot of the players on Serb team Serbia that have that dog in him, man. They they have got a lot of that. But Lucic, I also just like the way he plays. He's he's kind of he's got a really good looking jump shot. He's really tall. He's really um in some ways he almost reminds you of a Michael Porter and that he's really tall, long and skinny and when he shoots his jumper he elevates. So Michael Porter is a, one of the better shooters of all time, so I'm not trying to put him in that category. But he's just so tall and long that when he shoots, like you need to close out hard and be ready for him. Mm-hmm. And then he's a good slasher. Um, just has a good sort of uh, instinct and feel for the game in that way. So I'm first team All Luchich fan. So much so, vote that I'm watching him play and I'm like, I I've Googled who has his rights. Like, yeah, I know his <laughs> rights. <laughs> where's this guy at what are we doing um that tells you how high i am let's take a break on the other side we'll get to the second half because the second half of this game got ugly i was ready to like place the bet on serbia i was ready to be like okay i'm all in drinking the kool-aid second half happened and it was a bit of a, a snap back to reality
2: breckenridge brewery is the official beer of dnvr and they too have a birthday coming up 32 years young and to celebrate Brew is throwing a weekend long Annie kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, and of course, uh, well, beer, of course, and games on October 8th and 9th. <clears throat> this is going down at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors featured heavily at my family barbecue yesterday, by the way, uh uh-huh. Shout out, Spin Doctors. And local favorites, Railroad Earth, rocking out. So stay tuned to everything DNVR for nanny giveaways and updates leading up to the October 8th sh- uh, throwdown, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to get down. We're going to throw down. Check out the link in the description at breckbrew.com. And for more details on the tickets and the artist lineup, check out breckbrew.com or, again, the link in the description. We're always thinking Rick Brew because they're big-time partners. And you know we're always talking about DraftKings Sportsbook because they're America's top rated sportsbook, And of course, they're big friends of ours. Here at DNVR right now at DraftKings, uh, the football season's right around the corner. You can get ready with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL to celebrate the return of football. New customers have a can't miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game. You're gonna get $200 in free bets instantly. Of course, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven and you win bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, they probably will. You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DNVR only. DraftKin Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. There you go. There's your breakdown. 20-year-old or Colorado only. Uh, we use once per customer, minimum $5 deposit. $200 are issued as $825 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Back here, segment two. I want to also just kind of tease something out real quick. I walked in today. Vote. You haven't seen pictures of the DMVR bar 2.0, have you?
2: No. I'm hearing whispers like on the streets, but I, I'm not seeing anything.
0: The streets are saying it is awesome. Like, oh. I'm telling you, this bar is you're going to walk in, it's meaningfully different from what it was the last time you saw it in all ways that are better. It looks cooler. It, it it has so many more TVs. It has just cool features. Our studio is going to be better. When you guys see us in the studio for the first time, you're going to be like, it's the same studio, but better. Like that's really how it's going to feel close enough that you don't feel like you lost anything, but better and that you're like, Oh, they just improved it. So it's going to be, I'm so excited for it. And you're going to want to check because we're going to have a bunch of events going on here over the next couple of weeks as we roll out towards the grand opening and opportunities for you to come join us at some of our early, early events. And if you're a DNVR diehard, you're going to want to get down here to the bar, check it out. Be one of the first ones. Don't you want to say you're one of the first people at the bar 50 years from now? You want to tell your grandkids, you know, I was there at DNVR bar 2.0. I was considering I was we had like 14 different openings. People are going to have <laughs> a lot of opportunities uh, back to the game. You know, Turkey rallied back in the second half. Um the, Serbia's up 20 points. You thought this was everything looked great. Everything was going so smoothly. Micic as the initiator seemed to be a little bit less effective. We're going to talk about this a lot later on. I was thinking about this. There's a lot of role players on this team and there's two stars. There's Jokic, there's Micic and and maybe some of the Serbian people who are more familiar with these players, but this is my read on it. There's two players that are sort of stars like hey, they can create they move the needle. Other guys can do things, you know, can create too. But I mean, primary creators, there are those guys. And getting a bunch of role players to gel around a star, I think is actually very easy. Relative, one of the easier things to do, because everybody knows, like, okay, the hierarchy is this, this. Everything's simple. Getting two superstars to mesh with each other is, is the hardest thing, because it, it just is. It elevates your ceiling, but it takes longer to kind of get get that going. And I think that there is going to be a runway... It's good that Serbia has so many easy games in pool play because I think it's going to take all of them to sort of get to find out if that Micic Jokic duo and the rest of the team reaches their apex or if it's just a little bit clunky and the sum doesn't equal what is it? It doesn't equal the sum of the parts, whatever I'm trying to it doesn't say. Does not add up to something bigger? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, we'll sure. have to wait and see. Do you have any takes from the game you did watch in Greece of, of Micic and Jokic?
2: Well, maybe the ball sticks a little bit more, right? It's not. I think the 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 ball is popping possessions. Maybe don't always stem from that action. But to your point, that is a, a much more difficult thing to mesh. I think Mitrich is pressing his own button plenty, and and he's talented enough to do it. But it's just something they're going to have to navigate. Do you think that can be? Is that a reps issue? Is that who isn't there around them? Is this something you expect to see sort of sort of solve?
0: It's a great question. Let's let's put can we hold that cuz it's a really sure. good question and I want to talk about it as we tie that to Murray, you know, here a little bit later. I want to keep going through this game though for now. The good news is though he looked 100% healthy. I didn't see Remember yeah. he rolled his ankle and missed the rest of the game against Greece. We saw him in the hallway, he had flip-flops on, he looked fine. He played in this game and I didn't ever think to myself, "Oh, he looks hobbled." Sure. Good news. He should be 100% ready to go white by the time Friday rolls around. Um the Serbia was losing the lead. And then Jokic comes back in in the fourth quarter and they're up 14. Maybe it was, I can't remember. I think it was the fourth quarter. Maybe it was the second. Maybe this was the second quarter. Immediately scores. Oh, no, no, this is the second half. They're up 14. Jokic comes in, immediately scores. And I thought, all right, there it is. Little, little lull. Jokic comes in and settles everything. Sure. Smooth sailing, rest of the game. Turkey got in the bonus, though, with four and a half minutes to go. And they just started to like really rally really rally and start to get back into this game. I thought Serbia early on had great shots that if they would have gone in, we would talk about this game differently. What I mean is there were a couple, not ball as pop in possessions, but that pick and roll that generated a wide open corner three and guys would miss them. And it was like two, three, four in a row. And what happened was, and this is often the case, there's often a marriage and basketball possessions are tied together. That pick and roll with Micic and Jokic was getting some open shots, but there wasn't a lot of movement. Defense is set. Defense is in great rebounding position, great fast break position, all of those things. So when you don't capitalize on the open looks, the ability and the opportunity to get out and transition goes up. And that's exactly what I thought happened over the stretch. Serbia missed three, four, five shots in a row where you thought, good possession. B-plus or better possession. They miss him, and they almost all turned into fast breaks. Now, there was some horrible transition defense from Serbia, and I imagine Coach Pesic was Pesic – was that was one of the top things on his note was like, hey, we're going to lose if we have this transition defense. But I do think there was a correlation there between three of the players were largely just standing there sure. on offense, and, and it's hard to have a healthy rhythm there. Um, So they all rallied all the way back to within four, and then eventually got it – all the way back to Tide, and I have to say, Jokic got a tech in this game. Vote he got a tech in crunch time. I can't remember how much time was left—like five minutes. He got a frustration technical, and I just, when I saw that one, it was the first time I was like, "Are they going to lose this game? Yeah, we just, yeah. are we really going to do this, man?" It got me a little bit nervous, but he lost his cool.
2: All right, I don't want to. I don't want to linger on this point too long—the technical and the missed free throws. I just want to call him perfect. I just want to say that he's perfect. <laughs> so and we're true. not we're just
0: 1% away. He's so close to being perfect. Well, I will tell you as the game wound down, um it never got pretty. I don't feel like Serbia solved the problem that was in front of them. Mm. I do feel and I hate to give one guy credit, I do feel in the final moments, final 2 minutes, it wasn't much, minute and a half, Jokic went domination mode. I mean, I think he had 6 points or 4 points or something down the stretch, set the table, just did some things and it was like it was an ugly, ugly second half for Team Serbia, and he did just enough to be like, "Hey, we're gonna get out of here by the skin of our teeth." And uh, it was, it was a cool thing to see. That sounds was a huge. Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, well, it sounds familiar.
0: That's all. It, it sounds very familiar. That's So I put on Twitter. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so shocked!" Oh my, <laughs> Jokic came through and it mattered. I'm, can't believe what I'm seeing here. But it wraps up World Cup play and now Serbia wins those two games and they're in good position, although not great, but in very good position to qualify for the World Cup, which they have to do vote. They have to. It would be a crime against basketball if Serbia is not in the World Cup. What are we doing? I would would write a very strongly worded letter to the World Cup, FIBA World Cup uh, administration
2: for our friends back in denver that may have missed the context with the way the schedule of these qualifiers play out serbia is going to be missing some serious firepower here as they look to to finish the deal and that's just absurd because if it's about team serbia and, and the best of team serbia we know who should be present so there's i did not realize how much work there is here to To sort this out and that it's an issue, not just for Team Serbia, but
0: it's everybody. Yeah. There's going to be good teams that don't make
2: it and it's going to be so lame. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's just not what's the point of the World Cup if you're not, if the qualifiers don't weed out the best. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like Paraguay will be in it for
0: some reason. And it's just the way that works out. They just try to get it, like all the regions to be represented equally when clearly there's regions that have a lot more dense talent. Um, I want to talk now some big picture takeaways from this for us and especially for the majority of the people watching this or listening to this who are denver nuggets fans you know i want to tie it all together we're obviously fired up about team serbia right now like we're covering them with the same passion that we cover the nuggets but what does this mean to people that maybe don't feel that and for the nuggets and i think it means something very important we've talked in the past about those hallway famers a hallway famer alan iverson first team all hallway famer when he walks into a building, everybody's eyes are just—it's like a magnet. You just mm. can't stop looking at him. He has this presence about him of greatness, not just as a player, but this greatness of personality and confidence and stature that you're like, "Wow, that's something." LeBron James well, has this. It's like Kobe Bryant in Serbia, you know? What's that? It's like Dev in Serbia. <laughs> it's like Dev in <laughs> Dev is definitely. God damn it, freaking Dev! He's I'm definitely cool. first team yeah. All Hallway Famer. Oh yeah. Um, Michael Jordan obviously had this. LeBron James has this where he just walks in and he just owns the room that he's in. And whether you like him or hate him, you're like, that guy knows how to work a hallway. <laughs> like he just walked down it. <laughs> One of my big takeaways from watching these games, but also from watching Jokic up close and personal. And by the way, we saw Jokic at the airport. Here's what's funny. Here in America, everybody's so cushy. Private planes to everywhere you go. You know, you got all these seven footers. These guys are right flying air Serbia. They were, we were in the terminal waiting for our gates next to them to get out of Serbia. And they had to hop on a flight with other people on it. If we would have flown that flight originally, we were going to take that one. We could have, imagine if Jokic had to sit next to me, man. Like he's in the middle. I got the aisle, not trading with him. This oh, is how God. it was. But we get to see him and sort of his, um, just how he carries himself these days. And I really do think it's a, it's a small thing. I don't want to overstate it, but I do think there's this thing where Jokic, much to my surprise different man much to my surprise he's become a hallway famer no
2: way no way you disagree no i well here's the thing i haven't been in hallways as much you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. years. so I, I see it but can you elaborate on this you're just talking gravity you're just talking uh, all i'm talking
0: point. when Jokic and Giannis came out on the court this is one of the things i just kind of wanted to see like who's nervous who's excited who's this or that yogis just carries himself with this confidence and seriousness of like hey i know what's about to happen it's about to be a battle it's about to be a everybody has to push to the limit and i'm gonna come out on top like there's this way you carry yourself when you know all of those things to be true and um he just kind of had that as seriousness like uh everybody's talked a lot lately and it's happened so slow that this won't sound surprising, but it is if we were to transport ourselves back five years and say this statement, I think the whole nuggets team and also all of team Serbia takes all of their cues from Jokic without him saying a word. And what I mean by that is he runs out on the, on on the thing uh, out on the court, goes through his warmups and he has this intensity and confidence about him that everybody's just in line behind him. Like, well, he's like that. I'm also going to be intense and I'm also going to be confident because Yoke's got us.
2: This is a real, I mean, it's full body language corner, but I, total body when, language corner. When teams, when a whole team has that to them, you ever see the way a team takes the court or takes a building and you're like, oh, they're winning this game. Right. And I, I've touched on this enough, but we, right after that trade initially, the Nuggets were just starting to have it. That the, Jokic had that presence you're talking about. How could you not believe in him? But there was the perfect balance of smiles and, and business, right? Business yeah. face and just a focus to it. So it is something that I would, I would love to see the Nuggets actually fully step into this season. We've seen so much of the, oh, this is fun because we've seen what they can do, but I'm talking about carrying themselves like they expect it to happen, night in and night out. Yeah behind Jokic I'm sure that's much easier to do but that's a really cool note man I like that
0: and by the way this isn't everything you know who had this last year the Phoenix Suns I I really do believe that the Phoenix Suns became all hallway famers as a team they took the court with a not a cockiness but not they're a cocky team but they took it with a hey we're gonna come into your building and beat the crap out of you and they did it most nights and it it was something cool to see they were all business now that's why I say it's not everything because they obviously (laughs) collapsed at the end for whatever reason but It is noteworthy, though, that I don't think the Nuggets and Jokic in particular has had that a lot. Maybe he's had it for the last year, but because of the pandemic, we haven't been able, we haven't had the same access to those types of things. We haven't noticed it, but I noticed it here. um, And it was cool to see it. And by the way, two years ago when Jamal Murray went down, right before he went down, we kind of had this feeling, the sense that Jokic is going to be the team's best player, but Jamal Murray is going to be the team's emotional heartbeat and maybe even their leader. I don't think that's true anymore. And if there's something really, truly great and special that has come out of the Jamal Murray uh injury, I think it is that Jokic has discovered this attribute in himself in a way that we just will never know if he would have without Jamal. There's a reliance almost on it. If I have that guy to do this, then I don't need to. I can lead in a different way. Sure, and sure. I just feel like there's been a maturation with Jokic. Maybe it would have come either way. It was just a matter of time and age and, and skill. But there's a maturation with him where I almost feel like Murray is going to bring those things because it's in in his nature to bring those things, and it's going to elevate the team. But I feel like Jokic has enough as well that even if he doesn't, it's okay. He brings those attributes to the team anyway.
2: He's seen himself do it enough times now, regardless of the context around him. It can be with Team Serbia. It can be with Denver. It can be at full power or suboptimal, right, well below. He's seen himself do it too many times not to have that belief, I think. Yeah. And as we know with Jokic, that type of stuff is more, it is almost subconscious, right? Kind of ingrained in him in a way that we won't necessarily see expressed. But I do, I do think there is an easy confidence around him right now, confidence that's, that can only be attained by watching yourself have your back pushed up against the wall and realize, I still got this. I still have two feet underneath me, so I, I'm I'm with you. There's the there's a fiery element to Jamal that I think is essential to the bigger picture. But I do think even even if not especially Jamal at this point is gonna like this is Jokic's team, man, and it's right. it's, it's it's at its best, it's a team. But at its worst, we know who everyone turns to, and we know what to expect from them.
0: You're on fire today vote. I'm loving this stuff, man. You're preaching to me. Um, let's take our other break on the other side. I do want to talk though about the Vasa situation or the Vasa dynamic and how I see a parallel to Jamal in a way that it's some, something interesting. So we'll talk about that on the other side as well as Michael Porter making jumpers.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. Streets are talking about Ivaca TV. Obviously it's the new golden Colorado sports as everyone's trying to figure out how to watch qualifiers EuroBasket here in the States. We're also still trying to figure out how to watch the nuggets That's some BS, but you can bypass the billionaire slap fight. Thanks to Ivaca. and and you can catch exclusive content like our Serbia feature content documentary, whatever you want to call it. It's exclusive on Ivaca TV and that's where Colorado sports fans can find it. That's where they can find all of their Colorado sports. That's their right after all. You care. You're passionate. You're paying taxes. I don't think that's related, but you should get to watch your teams in my opinion. To score this deal, go to Ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. That's Ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. It's only $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. And right now, Colorado sports fans get $10 off per month for the first three months. Again, go to Ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. Oh boy, Adam. This is uh this is not good, man. We've got to read, and it's a new partner. And I'm not I'm not prepped, so everyone just oh, buckle in.
0: Wait, where's my shocked face again?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh no! Whoa, are you serious? Right. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? I don't know. Let's just uh, courtside in Belgrade, Dev. Uh, or behind home court. four seats at a concert, it's, it's possible not just through international celebrity, but also through the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. Uh, if you love DNVR, that's us. You'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events.
0: Well done, Young Vote. Well done. Um, let's get in now to oh man, let's let's get into this conversation. Is kill sleep behind the wheel there? There it is. Uh, let's get into this conversation about um, Michich here. I think it's easy, and some people got upset at me with this take, guys. My takes, I stand by them. Like this is, I'm just analyzing basketball. I'm not like I'm not trying to like stir the pot or anything. I'm just telling you what I what my eyes see. You Know Michic goes to the screen rescreen action almost every time, which is something Denver does a lot of. You run as the lead ball hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it fixed, Wind? I don't know, man. I don't you, know. You look crystal know. clear. You, look, good. you, you look, good. look really good. Uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> okay, we won't we'll well, do it live. To, it's good to have you. We'll do it, we'll do it live. Um, so Micic runs the screen, rescreen action. What I mean by that is when you run that high pick and roll, he almost never turns the corner and attacks downhill. He almost always goes to the rescreen action. And one of the reasons that you do this in basketball is because you're trying to get deep enough that you put the defense in an uncomfortable position where the first screen, maybe they're going to go deep under and then, if you pull up, it's going to be like a pull up three can be a tough shot. But on the second one, they don't want to go too far under because then you get an easy set shot. So, on that one, they're going to chase you from. And so, Denver does this a lot with their offense they'll run whether it's Monte, Bones, Jamal, whoever it is, Barton, whoever it is, they'll run that screen and then immediate three screen. And Jokic is so good at like luring the defense in to where now they have to do the compromised pick and roll defensive possession. So, Serbia, Team Serbia does this as well. The difference is Mijac will do it, and then he'll do it again often. Like he'll run screen, rescreen, and rather than just be like it didn't work this time, or I don't like what I saw, or just go downhill, whatever, he'll re- bring it out, set it up again, screen, rescreen, and because you've already used up two thirds of your possession, the ball never popped, guys didn't touch touch it, and it's not rotating. Now Jamal does this a lot, and. Jamal and Michic are both great enough players that it works so well. The Jokic-Murray offense, when they're on the court, is like 120 offensive rating. It works. It's proven. And oh, by the way, it's so simple that the ball doesn't have to pop and risk turnovers and fast breaks. The ball's in their hands. It can be a little clunky, but they're going to make something of it. And I think there's something like that too with Michich, But when other players are the initiator, it's almost never screen rescreen. Oftentimes it's just screen. Luka in particular gets the ball out of his hands so well on that short roll to Jokic, and then the ball's popping. Like the defense had to make one quick half step decision, and all of a sudden you're into that secondary action now on the backside, and that to me is the best version of Jokic ball. The quicker you can get out of any action, whether it's the first, second, third, or fourth, the quicker you can get out and just get things moving. The quicker it becomes a mind game, who can think the fastest. And nobody on earth in basketball can think faster than Jokic. He's the number one fast thinker. So to me, I see this as Micic's preferred style of basketball is similar to Jamal Murray's preferred style of basketball, and it works with Jokic, but I do think there are other ways to play that will provide an important counter to that, and Team Serbia is going to have to figure that out. Harrison, you watch these games. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, The first time I watched Micic, I was a little hesitant just because it looked like he kind of wanted to be the guy a little. And I'm talking about going back to some of the friendlies. But these last couple games that Serbia's played against Greece, well, he didn't really play that much against Greece, but I guess specifically against Turkey, I feel like he's just always trying to get the ball to Jokic. I, I really get the sense that like every possession, he's trying to feed Jokic and... It just seems like there's obviously such a clear hierarchy. But I feel like Michic is always, always looking for yoke, always trying to get the ball to him. The screen rescreen stuff you're talking about, he looks like Faku out there a little bit. Like that's what Faku always did with the bench unit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like how Michic is always, always looking for yoke, it seems like.
0: So what's interesting about that though is, You almost don't have to look for Jokic to find Jokic. You have to look for ball movement. You have to look for playing the right way. Like So, for example, you run a rescreen. You're going to your right hand, your dominant hand here, and you turn the corner downhill. You can't hit Jokic. Do you pull out and rescreen? Maybe. Or do you go downhill, kick it to the corner just to keep the ball moving? And now that guy at the corner is pitching it to Jokic, and it's back to him. So sometimes getting it back to him, there's one step in between getting the ball back to him directly it's kicking it out and the ball's just going to continue to pop and to me those are the possessions where the Jokic teams are at their best and this is why i wanted to bring it back to murray is you know i had heard one time that gary harris's production fell off in part at the exact moment when jamal murray arrived and there were other things that happened gary harris got hurt most notably you know um Maybe there was other reasons that he's his like production dropped off just just personally for him or what have you. But there is was a strong correlation between Gary Harris was this 18 point per game score. Then all of a sudden he was not a very good score in any capacity at the exact moment Jamal was rising. And I do wonder if there's something too as great as Murray is at pick and roll, he can become a little bit more Steph Curry and a little bit less Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is an exclusive pick-and-roll player, almost exclusive pick-and-roll player. When he gets off ball, it's almost for actions that only require one flare screen. They run that great, like, pass it to one side, flare screen comes in, and Damian Lillard goes here, and he gets the ball right back, or they just reset the play, and he'll come get the ball. Whereas Steph Curry can go possessions without touching it. He's just so comfortable being an off-ball player. And I think that Murray and Michich remind me of each other in some way where the best use of Murray to me Last five minutes of a game, pick and roll, Mm. two-man game. That's it. You go to that comfort zone. But the rest of the game, try to find those pick and rolls more naturally. And if that means being off ball, it's actually great for you as much as it's great for everybody else. And it's one of the things of Denver's offense this year that I think is going to make or break them as a true title contender. Yeah.
1: Dude, I I just love watching Michich though. He kind of like – he's – kind of different than a lot of euro point guards that i feel like i've watched it's just kind of how he moves i don't know i feel like he moves a lot different than other euro serbian point guards that i've watched in the past he's just like it's it's tough to describe
0: he's, he's bigger got, i mean he's bigger he's yeah, not
1: he's bigger and he's, he's more he
0: just of a like, point wing but he's nba guards i think he's only like six five but he looks yeah. like he's six seven because of his build his frame is more of a six seven player
1: Yeah, and he's got a good handle and his head's always up and he's always, like, probing and stuff. And he just moves really in a unique way, I feel like. I I really like watching him, though. Um,
0: What do you think of the Murray point, though, here, vote? Because here's another perspective on it. And I think it's one reason that Nuggets fans who really watch every game, whether they know it or not, feel a little – mixed confidence about Michael Porter, the talent they believe in, but the like, has it ever worked? Michael Porter's best games have almost all come in Jamal Murray's absence. And, and it's kind of noticeable actually, if when you go back and remember the history that it wasn't until he was down in the month of January, one year where Michael Porter was elevated and then play had a great run, his rookie season. And then, you know, in the second season, it was in April or whenever it was that Jamal Murray went down, that Michael Porter really took off. And, one of the questions that it is is can you get all of those three guys together? And I honestly think the way that you get all of them operating, and Aaron Gordon, and Bones, and all the other players uh, on the roster, the way you get them is to get the ball out of Murray's hands a little bit more, and more just like, hey, we're going to need you off ball, using your gravity the way Steph does. I, I feel like it's a core concept the Nuggets are going to have to figure out this year.
2: I, I do agree with that. And then I, I guess you're sort of – the Murray on ball thing is almost a card in your back pocket for cl- crunch time, right? Where right. you feel far more inclined to spam that and keep the ball in the guys you trust, the hands of the guys you trust. But I agree that this team at full strength at its best will actually, I mean, who knows? Maybe the answer is just get the ball to Jokic every time. But just, I, I think just moving the ball you will find an opportunity without necessarily making a concerted effort to make it about player X or player Y or player Z. Those games that they looked so dominant in when they were healthy, I'll hit this point as hard as I have to. It was not Jamal scored 50 or Jokic scored 50 or poor scored 30. It just wasn't. They were playing ball and they were too hard to guard. So if that's the identity, they got to spend 82 games getting back to because for varying reasons, They've had to reduce themselves to something else of late. But at their healthiest, you're absolutely right about what it looks like.
0: And this is a really good point that part of what was so exciting about those short games, those five, six games or whatever, part of what was so encouraging is that it felt like that happened naturally for the first time, that the Murray Porter-Jokic part all was coming together. And some of that had to do with the fact that Aaron Gordon is so big that there just was mismatches nonstop. Like one, Gordon or Porter had a mismatch almost on every time down. So no matter what action you had, you were already starting from an advantage and you could get the ball to him. The thing you said earlier though about maybe that's your back pocket for final five minutes, or I think you said clutch time. The thing about clutch time is it happens all throughout the game, not just the last five minutes. I think last five Mm -hmm. minutes, you're going to go to your bread and butter. You're going to have built-in actions, but you're going to go to that pick and roll where the ball's there a lot. You're also going to go to it in moments out of timeouts when it's like, hey, other team went on a run go to our comfort zone for one or two plays and let those guys cook but you're also going to go to it at the end of shot clocks okay we just ran an action we effed up nothing good came of it eight seconds on the clock Mm -hmm. murray's got the ball here we go so to Mm -hmm. me it's not that you're going to take away that action it's actually denver's best action it's just that the ability to not have to go to your best action all the time is a real strength for any team and I think it's something that the Golden State Warriors have learned that they have their A-plus actions, but they don't run it all the time. They, they have other things, and then when they need it, boom, they got it right there. Or if you get into a playoff series like they did with Denver and say, you know what, we can't beat them with all our traditional stuff. Let's go spread pick and roll, which we don't like to do, but you have that in your back pocket. So I just – to me, Denver's best version is going to mirror that, and I think it's really fitting that Jokic has a player in Michich that reminds me of those same that same yeah. obstacle with Jamal. And it's just another example and another opportunity for him to sort of grow and learn from this, um, to lead both Serbia and Nuggets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lastly, before we get out of here, we did get a great video of Michael Porter just draining threes today. i vote Michael Porter highlight mixtapes for <laughs> your, your wheelhouse here. What do, you,
2: what do you have to say for yourself? This one, I'm of two minds of this one, right? On one hand, everyone knows. Everyone knows that Michael Porter Jr. can hit 27 of 28 28. <laughs>
0: Mute that for me, Kale. It's a little loud. If you On please. the other, did
2: you guys watch this the full thing? I mean, it's. I, d- it's, I didn't. I. Oh, I, 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 did. I actually didn't either. Yeah. I did. I did because what I was reminded of was that um, it came up at some point in this offseason. I'm trying to remember when. Is Michael Porter Jr. like a good shooter? Is he a great shooter? No, it's it's <laughs> is he,
1: is he an above
2: average shooter? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I'm gonna say he's an elite shooter, fellas. And last season. Last season going into uh, the season, my bold prediction for Porter is that he would lead the league in three-point percentage. He got back surgery. I don't know if you guys remember. So I do remember I didn't one. get I didn't yeah, nail that, that tough. Yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm running it back. I, the baseline here, the baseline is one of the very best shooters in the NBA, and this, this fellow will be open. And I know, I know this video doesn't show you the defense. It doesn't guarantee you he'll be healthy what's my favorite word it's a reminder it's a reminder fellas
1: here's here's the thing about yeah how open he is on these shots it's about how open he's going to be in the nuggets <laughs> offense that's what i'm saying you know if we're being honest like he's going to have shots this wide open you guys are going to hate me for this take this i'm kind of over these videos
0: Oh, get I, out I, of here! Um, you are so boring, um, Harrison. I I
1: love it. I'm happy he's in the gym. I love that he's still got his shot. I, I'm happy he's confident in it. Like he looks great. It's awesome. I I just want to see them play already. I just want- I want to I, I want to see him in a game, man. i just I'm do.
2: ready for that. I'm ready. Are, for are
0: that. you um? what's more impressive this or because what did bones make like 25 or 26 in a row but they were all from the same spot Same spot the same spot michael porter's moving all around the court he missed one i'm so bummed he missed one but like what's more important part of what's so cool about this is then you have jamal murray you got kcp like the nuggets have some for real shooters on the roster you got
1: jack white (laughs) White.
2: (laughs) who holds the record in that one drill yeah (laughs) Hey, someone – the thing is someone replied to my quote tweet of that, and they said, all right, he's a good shooter. I expect him to make this. Now let's run this back with a defender in his face. Guys, we did that. He shot like 43%. He's it's gonna so, It's so funny shots. when
0: people say that. He shot a lot of contested threes. They're not contested on him. They're not, he, that's how he
2: shoots. He know, really
0: did,
1: there's been this graphic floating around. I forget who put it out. Sorry. But it shows like shot quality, you know, three-point percentage. <laughs> And his Michael Porter Jr.'s shot quality last year was an F. <laughs> like, but, but his three-point percentage
2: was an A plus. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so. Look, we know we everyone knows the questions remaining. How it looks in terms of chemistry? How how much can he have the ball in his hands? Does he need to really he stay healthy? The defense? Yeah, 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 yeah. But do not kid yourselves and do not forget for a second how talented this young man is and why we're so excited for the return of not just Jamal Murray, but Michael Porter Jr. If he is healthy, he is the guy who can potentially put them from a contender to a team that gives you nightmares. So yeah. I'm, I'm so ready.
0: I love it. Uh, cue that outro. Oh, we don't have outro music on StreamYard, do we?
2: This was a fun show.
0: <laughs> this was a really fun one. It's good to be back um even though two i have two of the three of us here in undisclosed locations but it was good to be back just in general um and back on the show kind of getting
2: things back to normal Eurobasket is obviously have, the talk of the, go ahead i have to apologize i owe you and i owe the people watching an apology before we get out of here
0: oh no oh
2: no um all right so you guys got back home or wins wherever he is i'm sure you took it easy the party had kept going for me i i <laughs> I been to a concert we noticed, we
0: noticed oh yeah actually actually you're right everybody tune in here this is a real
2: apology uh, two, two college reunions i may have gotten a little too two loose two college reunions <laughs> what i may have gotten a little too loose last night different different forms but um i i used the term smuggets you son of a, i'm not even joking I,
0: i'm like legitimately upset about this i'm glad that you brought it up this is very noble of you very noble
2: i i owe you guys an apology because, uh, first of all, that word has only brought us bad things. But Adam is no worse things. The worst things. But, Adam, as you reminded me, Denver, much like our friends in Serbia, they can never be the favorites, but I'm not sure they want to either. We're the underdogs. I'm retiring smuggets. I'm really sorry, guys. This is why I need Adam to chaperone me on these trips. I can't. Yeah, you can't be trusted.
0: You flew too close like to the sun, man. It happens. I look. I was. We were walking off the court at Stark Arena. I myself tweeted this trip was perfect. Yeah, and yeah. nothing but two minutes later was the flight canceled. It was you a real like. It was the most. I don't believe in karma in that way or anything, but it was the most. I was like, oh man, my bad. <laughs> like, what did yeah. I just do? I cursed ourselves. So you last night had a little trip up. I had a trip up. Like. You you owned it, vote. That's the important thing is that you owned it, and hopefully the basketball gods will be a little forgiving. If if somebody
1: uses that word, I'm not even going to say it. If somebody uses that word, they're off the show immediately. Like, they
0: should you're be done. kicked out. You're done. If, we can't risk it. You know? If you guys are wondering which of the DNVR Nuggets tweets are coming from a very intoxicated Brendan vote, they're the ones that appear at four in the morning. Yeah, four in the morning tweets. You can guess that that vote is uh, probably feeling up too much. My bad, it happens. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us along on this uh, edition. We're going to be back all week, and as I mentioned, set your watches. We're going to be doing winners lounges for Eurobasket all the way through, and I can't wait for it. We're going to ride along with you, and then after that, preseason. See everybody then.